All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome again to Vision Month. I'm so excited that we're taking time out here to talk about uh, all the different aspects of our vision, to really carve time out at the beginning of the year to get clear about what it is that we're all about here at Life Church X, what drives us, what are our values, what are the things that we're focused on. And if you've been with us for the first few weeks, you know that we talked a lot about our why statement, which is raising up game changers. We talked a lot about our values, which were passion, humility, integrity, and love. And then we're speaking now about our four areas of focus, which we label as extend, exchange, expand, and experience. And we're going to be talking a lot about extend and exchange today and what those mean and what they look like in the context of how we walk them out. Now, what's interesting when you look at something about vision, uh, whether it's a church or an organization, a business, anything like that, your vision statement and your values and the things that you're focused on for the most part over the years, those things are never going to change. They're gonna remain constant and consistent. That's a part of what allows you to really carry out your vision effectively is that you're focused in on it like a laser, you know what it is, you're aimed at it, and nothing is able to pull you away or distract you from going in the direction that you need to go. Because it's often said that to be focused on everything is to be focused on nothing. So these areas of focus extend exchange, expand, and experience that we're talking about, this is our way of breaking up into four areas. What are the things, what are all of the activities that we are about doing here at Life Church X, what do they fall under? And for us, everything that we do that we're going to invest time and energy and resources into, they're going to flow out of one of these four areas. So let's talk today about extend. Today, extend to me basically means getting outside of the walls of the church and having a voice in our community. We know that the church today needs to be relevant, not just inside the walls of the church for the people who are coming there, but the church needs to have an influential, impactful voice and presence in the community that she's a part of in all the different sectors of society. So literally, the business environment, the schools, the families, the workplace, all the different elements that make up our society should feel in a positive way, should feel the impact and the presence of the church and be influenced there in a godly way to such an extent that if the church were gone or missing, there would be a huge void that was left and people would recognize the difference. So there's a value that's placed on hearing the voice of God and what the church's presence in place is in society. And so when we talk about extend, we see that as two different things, really. It's serving our community, serving in relevant ways where people are in need in our community, and then also just being a part of and having a good time and partying in our community with things that people value, like festivals and parades and just the different functions and events that go on here in the community of Waterloo, Illinois, and the greater Monroe County, that we're involved in them, we're a part of them, and we're, and we're having a good time and just interacting with all the different people uh, that we live in, live with here in our society. So let's talk about the area of serving. 
we love to do things in an extreme way. We love to do things in a way that's relevant. And, and ultimately, guys, I like to do things in a way that somebody else isn't already doing them. You know, there's a lot of times where there's other organizations, maybe other churches, nonprofits, businesses, community organizations, you know, that are doing things very, very well. And often we'll come alongside of them and support them, whether it's through resources, finances, volunteers, different things and help them to do what they're doing that they're already doing well but to help them do that in an effective way because we recognize that it's making an impact and it's making a difference but we also want to extend in ways that are unique to us you probably know the term extreme service. This is us getting out, serving people in our community through projects that are that we do with an extreme twist to them. You know, we did a car wash in January one time and it was freezing outside and we were kidding around about how the power washer might break and we were all bundled up and wearing waterproof clothes. But the idea there is that, you know, Jesus was extreme. He traveled in storms. He, he didn't allow inconveniences to keep him from getting to helping people where help was needed. And so that's a big part of what we do uh, is getting out and serving people in our community and basically, guys, just living outside of ourselves. You know, we want to cultivate a culture here in our church where everybody really is passionate about and recognizes that part of our own individual purposes, becoming who God has created us to be, that involves us living outside of ourselves and living to serve other people. Listen to this. This is Galatians chapter 5 verses 13 through 15. I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. It says, For you have been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters, but don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Instead, use your freedom to serve one another in love. For the whole law can be summed up in this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. But if you are always biting and devouring one another, watch out. Beware of destroying one another. So a lot of the things that I take from this passage of Scripture basically says that, look, if we focus inwardly on just satisfying our own needs, our own desires, and making ourselves happy, that ultimately we're going to be missing a greater picture, a greater part of what it is that God has for ourselves, has for us. And ultimately, it's going to lead us down a path that's undesirable because that's not how we were created to live. He's saying, look, in order to find full happiness, in order to really you know, recognize your purpose in life, you're going to be living to serve other people. You're going to be doing it out of love in order to help people outside of yourself and that you're going to get a greater sense of fulfillment and, and, and empowerment in, in living that way. And, and guys, when we have an inward focus, and it's easy to do, honestly, it's easy to do. We can all slip into it. We get to thinking about what we want, what we need, you know, how things uh, interfere with or interrupt our agenda and our schedule. And we can kind of get off track and get this inward focus, and it really blinds us a lot of times to the greater purpose of things that are going on. We could literally just miss divine moments, divine opportunities that God is trying to set us up for because we're so focused just inwardly on how things are affecting us that we totally miss what's happening outside of us. And really what I, what I want us all to be doing is to live each day, if we're really living in our purpose, to be living each day, walking through our days, going through our days, you know, going to our jobs, going into our families and doing the things that we do, but looking, 
looking intently along the way for those divine moments and divine opportunities that God is setting us up for that really involve something happening outside of ourselves that require us to extend ourselves beyond our own level of complacency, but in order to reach out and do something to help the people who are around us. Listen to this passage of Scripture in John chapter 13, verse 34. A new commandment I give to you, to love one another as I have loved you, that you would also love one another. Really, we could probably sum this whole thing up in this one verse right here. You see, Jesus loved us in a way that was an example. It's the ultimate example that we would all be able to strive for. He laid his entire life down. He lived every day sacrificially, not for himself. Everything that he did ultimately was being lived out in order to reach and serve and help other people. And that's the way he's calling us to live. He's saying, look, I've given you a love. He's loved us so much that he died for us and saved us from our sins and given us eternal life. He's saying, I've loved you so much that I've done that for you. What you need to do is you need to love one another in that same kind of way. And believe me, I know this to be true. I'm sure you do. That is a tall order, isn't it? I mean, that's, a, that's almost an impossible thing to do. It is an impossible thing to do in our own strength. If we try out of our own human strength to love other people the way Jesus loved us, we will fail. No question about it, hands down. But here's the key. He's saying, as I have loved you, you love one another. It's in receiving the love of God. It's in having his love imparted into us and being empowered by his Holy Spirit, who is love, who lives in us. Guys, that we're actually capable of loving other people the way Jesus loved us. Does that make sense? It's so amazing to think that I can't do that on my own, but if Jesus is helping me, if the Holy Spirit in me is empowering me, then I can actually love people in a way that Jesus has loved me. And that is amazing to think about. Just a couple of last things, that points that I want to hit on in the way we extend and the way that we serve is number one, look, we do this with no strings attached. We don't serve people. We don't go out and do things because there's something in it for us. We certainly don't do it for any kind of monetary gain, but listen, we don't do it for accolades or recognition or praise for men or anything like that. We do it for one reason and one reason only, for, for, for praise from our Heavenly Father. We know that He's called us to do this, to live this way as His church, and that it pleases Him and puts a smile on His face. And we, when we do things, we're not interested in having any, any type of payback for it whatsoever. Can I tell you something? If that's really your heart, if that's really your motive, there's nothing you're trying to get out of it for yourself. There's a different kind of love. There's a different kind of power that goes forth and impacts people when you're doing that, when you're serving them, than there is if you really are trying to do something to get something out of it for yourself. They're just somehow people have a way of sensing things when we have a personal agenda that we're out for. So we need to strip ourselves of that. We need to have God just, just purge that out of us and help us to see that really we're doing this for him not because we're going to get something out of it in return. I've already mentioned this, but number two, we serve in unique ways. We like to do things that are different than what other people are doing. You know, we want to be us. We want to be who we are, and we have an edge about us. 
We have an extreme nature to us. We like to do things in a way that is, is different and unique and a part of who we are. That's where extreme service comes in, and that's where some of the other things that we're all about doing in our community, they fit us and they flow out of who we are. And because of that, we can do them very well. I've found, guys, that when we do things that are unique and consistent with who we are, we don't need tons of money, tons of people, tons of things to go out and make a difference. We, could, we started extreme service with two or three people going out and doing a service project. And look at what it's, 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 it's brewed into, you know, it's, it's uh, snowballed into. Uh, number three, we serve in ways that are consistent with our vision. That kind of goes along with number two. But obviously, you know, when we go out there, part of our values are passion, humility, integrity, and love. I mean, if we go out there and we serve like crazy, but we're not doing it out of love, or, or we go out there and we do something in a way that compromises our integrity, or, or, or we're not humble, we're, we're boastful in the way we do something, or we're very mundane and not passionate, I mean, then those are not, those things are not going to be true to who we are. And that's not how we want to move forward in serving in our community. And that's not the way that we want to cultivate a culture here. So if we're going to do something, if we're going to take on a project, if we're going to start an initiative, we better be passionate about it. We better make sure that we go forth in full uh, integrity and love in the way we go about it, right? And then number four is that we serve with what's in our hands. Kind of like I was saying, we don't need a ton of fancy things to just get out there and start doing things. Now, God's going to increase the resources in this house, no question about it. He's going to increase our level of influence, our reach, but we have got to start somewhere, and always that somewhere in the beginning, I have found, is just taking simple, small steps and working with what's in your hand. Just kind of like as God said to Moses before he sent him back into uh, Egypt to bring the people out of bondage, he said, what is that that's in your hand right now? Moses said, I have a staff. And he said, yes, you and that staff, you go forth. I mean, what was the significance of the staff? I think really the ultimate significance of that was this is really what you have to work with. You got a staff in your hand. You can walk with that staff. You can carry that staff right into the mission field that I'm calling you to. And you and that staff that's in your hand, that thing you're working with right now that represents being a shepherd out here in the wilderness that you have learned what you've already known and done, those skills, that experience, you and who you are and your trust in me and my power are all enough to be able to do anything I'm calling you to do. And so we know when God leads us that if we take steps in that direction, even if the resources may be few, whatever it is, God's going to bring the increase and he's going to empower us to make that kind of impact. Last scripture I wanted to read to you is just Proverbs chapter 3, verse 27. New King James, Do not withhold good from those to whom it is due when it is in the power of your hand to do so. This is powerful, isn't it? Guys, you recognize that every day it is in the power of our hand to do good. It could be as simple as a word of encouragement. It could be some sort of simple thing that lifts someone up that's in a very down state that we don't even know. And I would venture to say we've all been in a place where we're going about our day, we recognize something in someone, could be just the way they look, could be the way they've done something, could be an improvement we recognize in them. Whatever it is, we notice it, and then maybe we just don't say something. 
If I'm honest, I really feel like that's a part of what this scripture is saying is do not withhold good whenever it's due. When you see something good in someone that's praiseworthy, that's, that's a godly type of thing to bring forth that praise and that exhortation and just encourage their spirit that day, we de- they deserve to hear that and we need to get that out of us and off of our lips so that it can fall on the ears of those people that God has put us in position to speak that to. And I can tell you from firsthand experience, You have no idea sometimes until later on down the road how much that little word of encouragement, that little word of praise can turn somebody's entire day, week, or month around. I've even heard of people literally that were in a state of despair on their way to suicide, ran into someone who had something really great to say or positive to say to them that turned them around and was just literally that that good word was what broke them out of that state of despair that they were about to do something terrible in. So never forget that. The other part of extending is partying or having a great time with people in our community. We like to say it this way. We all love to go to a good party, right? I'm definitely somebody that likes a good party. In high school and in college, I can tell you this. Whenever there was a party going on, for whatever reason, I was always the last person to leave. I mean, I was the one that wanted to shut the place down. And I don't know, I just loved having a good time. I love being around people who are having a good time. It might have been in a little distorted state back then. But in this case, in our community, look, there's a lot of things that go on around here that the community values, that people here value, from parades to festivals and all these other things. And because it's important in this community, it's important to us, right? And these things are a lot of fun. We have a great time but you know we'll do a a float in the parade during the summer sometimes we'll get a booth or a table at one of the festivals and do like a kids game or something but other times we just simply want to go and promote it as people in our church going together small groups of people joining up their families having a good time mingling meeting people in our community and just just representing our church and being who we are but out there impacting people having good things to say making a difference and, and gradually, you know, little by little, those things matter. People really start to receive and trust when they see uh, from people when they see consistency there. And when we value what people in this community value and we get out there and we're a part of it, it gives us an opportunity to influence them. It gives us a chance to allow the lives that we're building, which are on fire for God, rec- fulfilling our purposes, it allows them to be out there and making a difference in the lives of other people. And can I tell you this? When you're on fire for your purpose and God is in you and, and you're on fire and you're doing things to serve Him, it's contagious. People might not know what they feel or what they notice, but I promise you they're going to notice something. And that something is going to be the fire of God that's brewing in our lives because we're pursuing what he has for us. Listen to this. This is in uh, Acts chapter 16, verses 1 through 5. It says, Then he came to Derbe and Lystra, and behold, a certain disciple was there named Timothy, the son of a certain Jewish woman who believed, but his father was a Greek. He was well spoken of by the brethren who were at Lystra and Iconium. Paul wanted to to have him go with him. And he took him and circumcised him because of the Jews who were in that region. For they all knew his father was a Greek. And they went through the cities. They delivered to them the decrees to keep, which were determined by the apostles and elders at Jerusalem. So the churches were strengthened in the faith and increased in number daily. Why were the churches strengthened in the faith and increased in number daily? Because Paul and Timothy went 
and they ministered to them. But here's what I want to point out. Timothy was able to go and was able to have a voice because Paul knew that Timothy had a Greek background and he also had a Jewish background. And he made sure that Timothy was circumcised so that he could appeal to the Jewish audience. But because Timothy had a Greek background in his heritage, he would also be able to appeal and, and, and fit in with the Greek audience of people. And so what do we get from that? They got creative, guys. They did things to position themselves specifically to reach people, to be able to be among people who they knew they wanted to, to, to cultivate relationship with. And so I'm not saying we're going to all go get circumcised if we've never been circumcised just so we can get out and meet people. But what I am saying is there's things that we're going to do that are creative, that are going to help us to be able to better position ourselves to be in places, to be in situations that we can interact and cultivate relationship with people, right? And, and that's what obviously Paul and Timothy show us here. We love to have fun. We love to have fun. We want to have a good time. Jesus went to parties Right? He went to weddings. He performed miracles at parties. What does that tell you? We're real people, guys, who love God and aren't afraid to show that. And that's the main thing is that we don't have to be anything else but who we are when we're out having a good time and celebrating the great things that God's doing in our area, in our community. We can be exactly who we are, imperfect, but full of God, loving Him and on fire for His purpose in our lives. And we don't have to be afraid to be imperfect and to be who we are. We're not trying to put on some kind of show. We're not trying to put on some kind of facade or be something that we're not. In fact, we admonish that. I don't ever want to see anything like that happening. That's not consistent with who we are. We're going to be exactly who we are, and, and each and every one of us, but we're not going to be afraid or ashamed about our love for God and, and, and being on fire for His purpose for our lives. Does that make sense? Awesome. All right, well, let's move forward into the area of exchange. Exchange. This is really all about, uh, like, fellowship. You know, this is about being together in the body of Christ and just being able to do life together with one another. You know, we know that if we're going to be effective at fulfilling our purpose, if we're going to be effective at reaching in our, out to people in our community who maybe don't know Christ, who, who, who aren't in church or whatever the case is, if we're going to be effective at that, we all have to have a strong core of relationships close to us in our lives that are godly relationships that are going to help us, that are going to strengthen us so that we can become all that we're created to be. God, guys, God has created us for community. He's created us to have relationship with one another in the body of Christ in such a way that it helps us to grow stronger in our faith and become all that we're created to be. No man is created to be an island to himself, right? When we talk about exchange, we look at this twofold. Number one, we want to celebrate life's greatest moments together. We want to celebrate the things God's doing. We want to rejoice together. We want to be able to share those experiences and, and, and encourage and, and, and spur one another on into, the, into those things that God is doing in our lives. But number two, we also want to be able to go through or walk through some of life's most difficult moments together. When we're going through valleys, the last thing we want to do is pull out 
pull away and get off to ourselves and try to deal with it on our own. And sometimes we have a challenge with this. We don't like to share our business with people. And I'm not saying we broadcast it to the entire church, but I'm saying that those core relationships that you're building and cultivating that are close to you, that are strong relationships, godly relationships, they're going to play a critical role in helping you walk through the valleys in your life, the storms in your life that you're going through. Ultimately, Jesus is what we need. He's the main thing, but Jesus has created us to need other godly relationships around us as we go through that. It helps us maintain our focus on Him. It helps us maintain our, uh, our faith and our hope and not get discouraged and down because sometimes our human nature is going to do that. Well, having strong relationships around us continues to help pick us back up and prepare us for the journeys that are difficult in life because we all have them and we're all going to continue to have them as we move forward in our purpose. Proverbs 17, 17 says, a friend loves at all times and a brother is born for adversity. Right, guys? A brother is born for adversity. We need close relationships when we go through difficult times. Listen to this, Ecclesiastes 4, verse 9 through 12. The value of a friend, it's called. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, one will lift up his companion but woe to him who is alone when he falls, for he has no one to help him up. Again, if two lie down together, they will keep warm, but how can one be warm alone? Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him, and get this, one of my favorite verses in Scripture, and a threefold cord is not quickly broken or not easily broken. Right, guys? When we're bonded together in godly relationships, there's a strength in our lives that is different than if we're trying to go through things alone. I love the quote by, you remember Clarence the Angel and the, the movie It's a Wonderful Life? One of my favorite movies. The quote from Clarence the Angel at the end, he says, George, no man is a failure who has friends. No man is a failure who has friends. Guys, that's part of our purpose is to is to not only walk in godly relationships but to to initiate and cultivate those godly relationships god's put that in us he's put the abilities in us and and he's going to help us to do that and i would encourage you if you say you know what pastor i don't have that right now or i need that or i've got the wrong kind of relationships listen i've been there i know exactly how that looks that those seasons are tough but if you recognize that and you truly want to make a change, I promise you the first thing to do is to just start praying and ask God to open the door to new relationships, to bring relationships into your life that are the right kind. Truly seek his heart on that. And I guarantee you over time, God will begin to put the right relationships in place in your life, possibly remove the wrong relationships out of your life to position you where at the core of, of your day-to-day -day life and what you go through, that the people closest to you are the ones who are going to make you stronger and help you keep your eyes focused on God. Amen? Amen. Turn to your, friend, to your neighbor next to you or turn to your neighbor behind you and say, excuse me, will you be my friend? No, that was really weird, guys. I'm sorry. No, just kidding. Don't do that. That's really, really awkward. But guys, we need to make sure we're taking steps to, to reach out. And, and part of that is just being vulnerable, you know? It, it's, it's allowing ourselves to, to kind of open up and not clam up or put up walls, but to be vulnerable and, and, and to be open with people. And, and a lot of times we hold back, but it's in those moments where we can really be real, just real with who we are, right? All of us got messes and junk going on. Nobody here is perfect, right? 
Exactly. So we want to make sure that we are not allowing ourselves to, to build walls and to put things up that keep us from just kind of being vulnerable. And, and sometimes, yeah, you are going to get hurt if you're vulnerable. Sometimes things are going to, you know, hurt your feelings or, or maybe a relationship does go south. It happens, right? We're, we're not perfect people, but that doesn't mean we don't open ourselves up to be vulnerable in a way where we can really be real and be who we are because it's in those types of moments where we begin to plant the seeds and cultivate some of the truest, deepest, realest kind of relationships that we can. You know, we have to grow together. The Bible says in Proverbs 27, 17, as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens his friend. We have to grow together, guys. And we have to be open and real to experience this the way that God intends for us to be. We have to give people the real us. But listen, this is the key also that goes along with that. We have to accept the real them. Wow. That's something to think about, right? Yeah, we got to give people the real us, not a fake, phony, a facade, not, not who we really are. But at the same time, we've got to accept people for who they are, knowing that just as we're not perfect, nobody else is perfect. And as we get to know people and build close relationships, there's going to be things that maybe rub up against us a little bit. We don't just bail out. We don't just pull the plug and cut bait and run. We stick through things together, right? I mean, we, we work through things, and, and we have to recognize that a part of us becoming who we're called to be is also being in relationships with other people that, that God's going to be working on them and changing them through those relationships. So we have to accept people for who, we, who they are and not judge people and not look down on people. Man, that stuff just stinks right? There's no other way to damage or contaminate a relationship than to look down or judge or, or to not accept people for who they really are. It doesn't mean we don't speak the truth sometimes out of love, of course, but it does mean that we don't cast people off just because there's something that maybe is different or something that they've been through that, that possibly is, is really, really bad or really, really dark. Jesus never did that to people. He never pushed people aside. He welcomed people in. He reached out and tried to build community. Look at the disciples, right? They were a bunch of messes. I mean, they had all kinds of junk in their lives. But Jesus got real, real close to those people and accepted them for who they are were. And look at this. They all grew and got better along the way because of that. Isn't that something? So we just have to strive, guys, to cultivate an environment here in our church that's really catalytic to building godly relationships. Catalytic, I said, to building godly relationships where it's not unnatural or difficult for new people to come in here and get to know folks and, and get in community with people. It's not hard or, 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 or troublesome for them that there's a natural flow and a natural progression because the culture is so thick with it that when people come in, if they're in the slightest bit open, to really moving forward in their life and, and, and building new relationships, that our culture is catalytic for that. Because that's one of the major things that's going to move us forward as a church, and it's going to continue to help us grow over time to really fulfill the vision that God's created us to fulfill, is that we have a strong, strong culture here of where, where relationships among the body are, are being cultivated and developed on a constant basis at every level of our organization. Well, has this been helpful, guys? I'm so excited about Vision Month. I hope these things have helped clarify for you just these areas of focus. 
We've talked about extend and exchange today, and hopefully it's given you a good overview and, and, and some clarity around those particular areas of focus and what they look like. But listen, as we move forward, there's going to be things that we'll do, events or functions or uh, projects or whatever that'll fall under these areas. And, uh, and so I encourage you to recognize that, to kind of see that for what it is, but to also just recognize this in your own life. You know, how are you building community with people? How are you living outside of yourself? And then next week, we're going to finish and we're going to talk about expand and experience. And we're going to wrap up with the other two areas of focus. And that'll conclude our vision month. And I'm so excited about what God's doing in our church, what he's doing in the lives of all the people here. And I know that this is only the beginning of where we're headed. As the ship, you know, as it said, a rising tide raises all ships. God's doing a work in this church. There's no question about it. And as he's doing a work in our church and he's, and he's expanding the reach of our church and our community, that he's going to also be raising and, and elevating the level of influence and the level of impact in the lives of the people who are a part of our church. As the body grows, all the parts of the body grow with it, right? And so I, I encourage you to hook in, man, and plug in and get on fire for what God has for your life. You don't have to know all the answers right now. You don't have to know what exactly your purpose is or what all your gifts are. Are, but I promise you this, you have a purpose and you do have gifts and God does want to use you to reach a lost and dying world, a hurting world. And he does want you to live outside of yourself and he does want you to live in community with other people, right? Amen. All right. Stand with your feet to me, with me today and let's go ahead and pray. Father, I thank you so much for all the amazing people that you're bringing to us in our church. I thank you for each and every person that's here today. Help us to have a sense of purpose, God, in our life for what you're calling us to. Help us to recognize the value that you're placing on living outside of ourselves. Holy Spirit, help us to love other people the way that you've loved us. God, help us to be able to uh, build community and godly relationships with each and every person here today. Holy Spirit, I ask you to move in their life and open up relationship doors, open up things that are going to bring the right people into, into everyone's lives to make them stronger and help them become who you're creating them to be. And help each and every one of us to be that to other people, God, to be an iron stone that sharpens other iron. We thank you in Jesus' name today. Amen.